0: Hi, I'm Kaden, here with my brother, Cal, and you are listening to Eating W's. Eat the W. That's a W. Let's eat one. That's e E1. one. That's, E1. That's a W. So today's episode of Eating W's, we are going to open with a quick recap of the Hall of Fame game, which happened last Thursday, I believe? Yes. Yes. Yep. Between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys. Now, if you don't know exactly what the Hall of Fame game is, think of a preseason game and then take out even more starters. It's, it's pretty much the threes versus the threes it, the entire game. It's like, the preseason game of the preseason games. Yes. it's. <laughs> I was hoping to see at least one drive with CeeDee Lamb because I'm so excited to see CeeDee Lamb play, yeah. and I didn't even get to see one drive. So. I was a little
1: surprised. Usually you do let the starters do one drive. Yeah. Just to especially get that as,
0: game feel. Especially a second-year guy. Like, <laughs> I understand if they keep Dak out, of course, and, like, Zeke and maybe even Amari Cooper, but... Let Ceedee yeah. Lamb play. I wanted to see him. I think
1: anyone three or four years in the league or under should play
0: a other, drive or two. Yeah, if that's you
1: know, and then, the minimum. Yeah, and then you use the rest of it for your your training camp guys, your guys on the roster bubble. See, so yep. see who really can ball during a game. Yep
0: but we did get to see some interesting players we got to see garrett gilbert uh and it kind con- of this is his second or third year i believe for the cowboys he got uh, quite a few snaps last year after dak got yeah, hurt he's
1: pretty much their
0: backup now he's there just or not last year because they had dalton but the year before when dak had a couple of injuries garrett gilbert was kind of the main guy
1: no they used garrett gilbert last year oh too. did they yeah even with dalton, then dalton got covid that. And was out for like two or three games. That's what I'm thinking They started yeah. Ben DiNucci, the kid from Harvard or something like that. Yeah, he was and, a 2020 and, draft pick. And, you know, 2027th round pick, he, he just wasn't ready. He, you know. No. You don't expect that guy to be ready.
0: So they went and got Gilbert, and and now he's the backup. Denucci's still third string. Yep. And then another interesting person we got to see from the Steelers was, of course, Najee Harris, who mm-hmm. got, I think, his first run in the game, his first professional run with Whatever quotation they marks they say that, that but yeah. it's like no it was some like of the a, preseason stats count so. it was a really well fought for five yards to get a first down so that he was good to good. see from he looked, him. you know I think he only played a couple drives but we got to see Josh Dobbs the rocket scientist mm-hmm. of the NFL <laughs> <laughs> and uh and, of course, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. We got to see it. Toothless a, Dwayne Haskins. We got to see a couple of drives from him. I think he might have gotten almost the whole quarter.
1: Yeah? Because, you know, he got his teeth knocked out by his woman.
0: Yeah, That's yeah. That's why he's
1: toothless Ba-ba. Dwayne Haskins. He got the But, hey, too. he didn't strike back, but, you know, nobody... Big. I'd say condemn... Or, not condemn say. him. Uh, what's the other way? Like, support him. Congratulate right? him. Right? Be like, hey, you got hit in the face and didn't beat the shit out of that girl. Thank you for not bringing all this attention that's, and getting arrested. That's impressive. That's a. And
0: that's no a, one's like. You no, know, instead we all just make fun of him. No, they all make fun of him. But and call him too My to Dwayne Askins. That is a good, respectful man. And I think, bold prediction here, I don't care about Josh Dobbs. I don't care about Mason Rudolph. He is taking the helms next year after Ben Roethlisberger. I said that in our season preview, which yep. might have
1: been. Before we started recording, yeah, I don't
0: think that was. But auditory. I did
1: keep all of our papers and like like our printouts and all that. Yeah. So if that happens, I'm going back there. Yeah. Because I'm also going back there when the Eagles trade for Deshaun Watson, which was leaked on Twitter for a little bit last week. It was. And fake. then it and then it got squashed. Fake. So leak. I think I think it was fake, but I fell for it and I was like, oh, because I've been saying that for. Since we've started that Deshaun Watson belongs on the Eagles. I still don't think Deshaun is even playing, but if he does, I think it's Broncos. I think that's why. But we'll see. But in the MVP game, we saw the I think the or the MP the Hall of Fame fame game, game. the MVP of that game was Percy Harvin,
0: the Steelers punter. (laughs) Presley Harvin. Oh yeah. Percy Harvin. All these
1: names, you know, and they all sound the same. Percy
0: Harvin is a punt returner, not a punter. Punter
1: (laughs) you know. How does uh, yes. that happen? You get Percy Harvin, the punt returner, and then you
0: get what was his name? Person? Presley. Presley Harvin. Yep. The punter. Yep. Of course the MVP of that game was seventh round pick. I think Calen said and he was the I believe. Second so. or
1: third to last pick in the draft. Yep,
0: nearly the miss irrelevant of this year's draft. Presley Harvin had himself a game. He had probably the prettiest punt you'll see. All of this year, and the prettiest punt I can think of for the prior few years, he landed that thing on the one, and it went straight up, straight down, and stayed on the one. It oh, was really? The, I didn't see that. It was the prettiest punt I think so just, I might he have So he just hit it, seen. and it bounced. he just Literally. got it to bounce up and down, huh? It was it was amazing. It was the best wow. precision punting yeah. I've ever seen. He could seen. master
1: that, where you could just drop the ball where he you wanted that, it. He had
0: that, and he had multiple, like super long punts like 50 60 plus yard punts and coffin game. corners no coffin corners no oh, the coffin corner is it you don't dead art. Well, i mean you don't need the coffin corner if you can bounce it straight up and land it on the yeah line. but that's the thing about the shape of a football yeah you it's you just so can't do that every time <laughs> but i think i think I can't even think of who the other punter on their roster is right now that he's going against. But he pretty much earned the spart- starting job mm-hmm. in that game And he's, he's a big guy. He's big. I'd keep him he's, for. A... Oh god, I saw it. Six one or six two, and pushing two fifty or two sixty. It was somewhere in that area. Guy just must not want to
1: hit or can't catch, <laughs> like something, <laughs> like, <laughs> because that sounds like linebacker or tight end. Yeah, like, he's a he's a <laughs> big right boy though. to say the least. Hey, get him out there! If You got someone running past, and he's your the last line of defense, as they call the kicker. He's
0: gonna light him up. Mm-hmm. Those poor little small punt returners yeah. have no
1: chance. <laughs> I wonder what Ma- I'd like to see McAfee's take on this guy.
0: Well, cause, I, bet that's,
1: I bet that's pretty entertaining.
0: Well, because, I mean, everyone gives credit to McAfee for lighting up Drew Holiday, which, don't get me wrong, is a good hit. Yeah. But, I mean, he found somebody that's smaller than him somehow. Drew Holiday was, like, 4'10", I think. <laughs> right. Like, he was yeah, so he, small.
1: He's like the track runner,
0: Yeah, Pres- just lanky Presley guys. Harvin would have killed he probably Drew Holiday. Would, yeah. like, he would have him in him. half, yeah. yeah. He would have lit that man up outside of proportions. If it he could just insane. do the McAfee walk now. He's if he starts doing the McAfee, McAfee strut, he might be my, become my favorite player. That know. The McAfee strut is quite funny. I do enjoy when he does that. But yeah, it was in a super exciting game overall, but no preseason game really Especially is. Especially the Hall of Fame game. Especially the pre-preseason the game. The Hall of yeah. Fame game is just
1: like, here's your first taste of football in seven months. Yep, And it was great
0: awful as the it funniest was. Part, it's great the like, funniest part about it. it the funniest part about it is all the like previews for it are like like the commercials and stuff are like Dak Prescott versus yeah. Ben Roethlisberger How they sell it still like these guys are gonna play
1: like it's so dumb I hate that yeah, they do it but... I wish they would just be honest I guess but I guess but as a spe-
0: as a specialist myself I always enjoy seeing a specialist punter kicker long snapper be the MVP of a game so that was fun to see and speaking of Texas, where the Cowboys come from, the Buffalo Bills management is threatening to move the team to Austin, Texas, if the city or state of New York or Buffalo, I'm not sure exactly what it is, is not willing to build them a new stadium with 100% taxpayer money. And that's
1: a lot of times when these teams move, that's the issue, is that the lease on the stadium runs out, and they look as these teams update and renovate they want updates and renovations themselves but
0: but a lot of teams don't ask for 100 percent right. taxpayer money that because is it's
1: a, a stadium a city building it's not up to the team to do those updates and
0: renovations it's on the city or the state and all that so that's why it's so difficult they are asking for <clears throat> 1.5 billion dollars and they are estimating that 1.1 billion of it would go to the new stadium, which I've done a little bit of research on the stadiums. That's not really going to be enough. Like MetLife Stadium in Let's New say, York was yeah. 1.1 billion dollars, and, and that's, that's a very even basic stadium. Now, now, Sophie and uh, SoFi is it, is it Reliant Stadium? Allegiant Stadium. Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas for the Raiders was 4.9 billion dollars which is insane, and SoFi was maybe 2.9, I want to say, but I am not sure on that. I'm going going off of memory. I think you got those switched. SoFi I don't think is the most expensive. I'm pretty sure Allegiant is the most expensive. Really? Because it was the most recently. Yeah,
1: I thought SoFi was. Not though, positive
0: on that. You'll have to fact check me. a ton me, but
1: of technological advancement. Insane advancement. Because it's out there in California.
0: So $1.1 I really don't think is going to be enough for what they want. And they say that the rest of what they don't use will go towards renovations for the Sabres Stadium. The New York Sabres NHL hockey team. Buffalo Sabres. Oh, is it a Buffalo Sabres? Yeah, Buffalo oh, I Sabres. thought they were in New York. No. But it is also yeah, is it, it is also located yeah. in downtown Buffalo. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think there's really much to talk about. This is a little bit of older news. This really came out about a week ago right after recorded last week's yeah. episode. And till today, nothing else has come out about it. I Buffalo it fans threat. are probably
1: the one fan base that,
0: as a Packer fan, I would say
1: is a a uh, perfect match for or, or rival for top fan base. Because Buffalo fans are, hey, they're dedicated. I
0: have seen not one, not ten, probably literally pushing triple-digit videos of Buffalo fans throwing themselves through tables. Tables G- on fire. I mean, on all, fire all of it. With drinks on them, mm-hmm. with glass on them. Why? Because they love their team. Mm-hmm. I There's no other reason. No, sure i not sure why. I guess... You I don't know, know why it's the tradition, but Everybody's like, why do you do what... But I started thinking about it, and it's like, if you're out
1: there, you're having a good time, team scoring, I'd throw myself through a table. I've watched wrestling
0: for years. I know how to do it. So, <laughs> even just threatening by the management, I don't even know who the I, manager of the Bills yeah, is. I feel like the that is, would just... That is pretty them. much disrespectful. And I feel like most fans fan base will have no so problem committed.
1: giving money to the, to the team and the city to keep the team there. That That's
0: a hell of a point that's a lot of it's a lot of taxpayer money but i'm pretty sure the fans would be like raise our taxes yeah been...
1: especially it takes really just a few they're you know rich and, and wealthy to really be like we'll keep the team here yeah <laughs> yeah i remember that happened with minnesota a long time ago they were going to move them out west and oh, really? a group of minnesota of local minnesota I don't know, lawyers or elite, elites, yeah, yeah, businessmen basically just pulled together money to be like, here's the rest, and that I can't remember. It was like in the '90s, so it was like hmm. I think it was renovations for the dome. Yeah, and be the Metro Dome yeah, at that point. So it was something like that, but hmm. that's all it takes, you know. is few people with money to be like no let's yeah. keep the team here
0: that's interesting <laughs> i actually didn't know that yeah i just remembered that when you were talking about that but speaking of the bills the buffalo bills and josh allen's have agreed to a six-year extension which is going to average allen nearly 43 million dollars per year and it's almost all guaranteed uh the numbers the numbers i saw are Two two hundred fifty eight million guaranteed throughout the six years. It's the highest
1: guaranteed. No, sorry, sorry,
0: I said that wrong. Numbers I saw are about two hundred fifty eight total throughout the six years, with only about one fifty million. I knew that it was the
1: highest guaranteed money because it beat Kirk Cousins. It's a lot of guaranteed money. Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins
0: got one forty guaranteed. No, his was only his was all guaranteed. Right, but but it was only like it wasn't super high. It was like eighty or something. I want to say. Maybe was pushing triple that? digits.
1: But it was... But the big at thing... At that time, it was, gar- it was guaranteed money is huge because you go out and your leg blows off in a cannonball
0: accident yeah, or something. Yeah, the, the big thing with Kirk Cousins... You get that money no matter what. The big thing with Kirk Cousins that everyone found crazy and was like complaining about for lack of a better term was that it was fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So so all I got to say is good for Josh Allen. Yeah, I, I Allen knows... It. I'm a huge Josh Allen fan. I was a fan before he even went off this year. so.
1: Yeah, you were you were hyping him up.
0: I was all in on yeah. Josh Allen, so
1: good and I to like, see that man. I like that they extended him just, what, days, hours after this yeah. whole we might move Week to max. Austin, Texas thing. They were like, let's just get our quarterback locked up for a long time and we'll worry about this later yeah. because he's the star right now. He's who people like. Yeah, Did I say he's, cannonball accident. You said a
0: cannonball accident, yeah. If Kirk Cousins would if if Kurt Cousins would have went to Buffalo and threw himself through a table and gotten hurt, we would have had to pay him eighty million. There you go. That
1: makes more sense. I don't know anybody that's, that's what would have happened in a
0: cannonball accident since the Civil War. So I don't know where that came from at all. <laughs> ah, huge.
1: No, I huge,
0: huge NFL player. Robert... I, was
1: think, I watched the Patriot this week. Oh, that makes sense. The, yeah. the the Revolutionary War movie with Mel Gibson. Yeah, really good movie. But in that, there's a guy who loses a leg. A cannonball goes off, and he blows his leg off. Start
0: starting starting quarterback Robert E. Lee injured <laughs> Robert, in cannonball. Accident. Robert E. Lee was the, that's Revolutionary War. Oh, that is Revolutionary. I was thinking of the wrong one. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, yep. that's
1: the the Civil War is Robert E. Lee.
0: Yeah. Yep. The I Patriot was
1: was the Revolutionary War movie.
0: Oh, okay. But that what I said about... I've never about, seen it. Either. I
1: haven't seen a, civil, or a cannonball injury since the Civil War, which did have
0: Robert Ealy. Oh, yeah. So I was thinking... So you were, I was yeah, going to say, because in I was like... I was talking about like, two different wars, so you were on like, the right yeah. track. I was just going back and forth. Okay, but past war, back past to football. Past our American history. <laughs> uh, the Bills, Josh Allen signed that extension... And other big news, the Eagles' 10th overall pick in the 2021 draft, Devontae Smith, suffered a sprained MCL and is expected to miss two to three weeks, but this happened approximately a week ago, so at this point it's probably more closer to one to two. But the moral of this story is the Eagles need to stop drafting receivers and expecting them to come in and be number one Mm receiver as a rookie, Mm -hmm. because it just doesn't happen.
1: They've done their best signing free agent receivers. Yep, they signed Terrell Owens. They signed uh, Alshon. Alshon Jeffrey. Jeffrey
0: is the big one. They, you know, yep.
1: uh, but yeah, they've tried to the draft Nelson Aguilar. Didn't work Buss, out. They tried Jalen,
0: Jalen Rager. Uh... Also, something that I just kind of remembered and really thought about when I wrote this story down was Devontae Smith's biggest like negative in his draft profile was that he was small and easily. Could easily get injured. He's easily breakable. He's easily breakable. He's a fragile so it's very, receiver. it's very strange to me that he's the one they pick to be their number one receiver to come in and change that franchise. because well, he won the Heisman. I get why the talent's there,
1: not. But yeah, you gotta have the size. Yeah. You send out a six foot, whatever. he He's six foot one eighty, and he gets hit by a linebacker. I don't think boost. he is. I think he was closer to one sixty. Yeah. He came out small. Yeah, and that's and you get hit. Coming over the middle by a 6'3", 240 linebacker, it's different from college. Gonna, it's a you're whole different gonna world. break.
0: So, though it's a very questionable decision from the beginning, I do hope the best for the Eagles because they took Jalen Reger one pick before Justin Jefferson cool. got picked last yeah, year. You owe them that. So, I kind of feel bad for them, but they also smoked us in the NFC Championship game. So, half of me feels bad it was for the off Half of me is like, screw you guys. I hope you never have a good receiver again. So it was it's just kind off. of, it's just kind of feeding whichever wolf comes. I like up that it day. It, you guys actually caused disarray
1: in the Eagles front office because there were there were some members of the front office like angry that that the Eagles took Jalen Rager and not Justin Jefferson because look at during the season yeah. because Jefferson was balling out. And Rager was struggling to get on the field. So they were, you know, some of these execs were with the front office of the Eagles were up in arms because they were like, "Why do we take this guy when yeah. we should have took JJ over there?" And not our JJ, arcega
0: Sega Whiteside. I mean, Justin <laughs> Jefferson. They already got, they already got that one. I kind of understand it because one of my favorite wide receiver draft prospects to come out of this year's draft is Josh Palmer. And he was a similar situation to Rager, where he was the only one on that team who balled out. So he was carrying that offense. Where in Justin Jefferson's situation, he was on that LSU offense with Joe Burrow, Edwards Hilaire, Jamar Chase, Terrence Marshall Jr. So it's definitely like, was it really? In their heads, what I'm guessing they were thinking is, is Justin Jefferson the reason that he was doing good, that offense was doing good? We're not sure about that, but we know that Jalen Rager can take a bad offense and still be good. And to be honest, I think now that he has an offseason, a year in that team, and a more established quarterback instead of the question mark with Carson Wentz and uh, Jalen Hurts, I think... You mean I Deshaun think, Watson? I think, yeah, sure, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is going to be in jail before he's in Philly, but <laughs> but I think that Jalen Rager will come out and have a better season. Definitely than last year and more than a lot of people think he will. So And he has
1: NFL conditioning now. I think yeah. that, that's why they say the jump from season one to season two is the biggest because you get that full off season of NFL conditioning. Yes. Where they can really try to form their your body the way that they want it, not the way it came out of college.
0: Yep. So in the mood I'm in right now I hope the best for the Eagles. I hope Devontae Smith does well. I hope Rager comes out and does better than last season.
1: Same thing. I hear you. When, when uh, I don't know if you mentioned it yet, but Justin Jefferson got hurt in practice.
0: Yep, I was going to talk about that I actually bit.
1: called Bubba because I was like, what's going on? I only saw the video after I got off work, and I was like, how bad is it? Cause I don't want any bad juju. It's all about respect here. And <laughs> and if you're gonna face a team, I'm one of those people that if you're facing a team, a top team, I want them full strength. Yeah. I want them. I want. I don't want them to have any excuses. That oh, our best player wasn't there. We beat the Chiefs two years ago without Patrick Mahomes, and it's like it never even happened because we didn't beat Mahomes. We yeah. beat the Chiefs, but we didn't beat Mahomes. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad. Uh, the video looked bad, but it ended up just being a,
0: a sprained shoulder. Zimmer himself said it. He said he'll be fine. Yeah, which is literally like the exact quote. Someone mm-hmm. asked him about it, and he said, "This is." I'm not gonna say it's an exact quote, but it's very close. He said something along the lines of, "He's not a twig. He'll be fine." It's <laughs> pretty much exactly what he said, which is so that's hilarious. I mean, it so. looked
1: when I saw the video, I thought it like collarbone, like dislocated shoulder. You could tell he was hurt. The way he hit that ground hard and then immediately was just writhing around it was like.
0: I've and I've had shoulder problems before they hurt a lot more than they actually affect you in the long run I know for a fact so. Who was it that was telling me
1: was it you the other day that said that you haven't had shoulder pain or you haven't felt pain till you've had shoulder surgery. That shoulder surgery is one of the most painful things not I've back. Never had not shoulder me. surgery,
0: so it wasn't oh, me. God,
1: who was? Maybe it was on NFL. Somebody was talking about it. Maybe yeah, it, might have been Cody. Might have been our cousin Cody, but he said that. Oh,
0: it's definitely Cody because yeah. he just had the. Problem oh yeah, with but
1: he said that shoulder surgeries and shoulder injuries are the most painful thing. That you know, people that talk about back surgery, ankle, knee—that's nothing until you get your shoulder hurt because you don't realize how much you move it. You constantly. move it. Constantly, nonstop, just sitting there, just like what we're doing now. I'm sitting here and I'm, I move my hands when I talk. Yeah, realizing how much just doing that. So I, I was, I was concerned as as the
0: NFL. You know, no bad juju. Yeah, only times I gotta say it. (laughs) He'll be fine. Good. Okay. And then. Also, this past week, Colts linebacker Darius Leonard signed a five-year, ninety-nine point two five million dollar contract extension, making him the highest-paid inside linebacker in the league. And that's not surprising. No, the man's we knew beast. that was coming. He's so young. So he's just—that's just inside, not linebackers. I bet it's general. I
1: wouldn't be surprised. I don't know how they graded. The tweet, you got edge rushers. The so. tweet
0: I saw said inside linebacker, but I bet it's. At least pretty close to general overall. Up there with
1: all the linebackers. Because yeah. it all depends what kind of defensive system you run. Yep. If you run a 3-4, you have edge guys.
0: If you run a 4-3, you have you outside have linebackers. linebackers. Yeah. So, Yeah. So not a surprise there. Up next, to get signed to a big contract linebacker-wise, my prediction is Eric Kendricks. Kendricks. He's just too much of a beast. The Vikings middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. He can stop the run, he's so they, smart, he can lead a defense, and he's amazing in pass coverage. They
1: so. pretty much said last year, when, when they came to an agreement with Barr, that we're just going to play out this season and let you go, that they picked Kendricks over Barr. Yeah, I don't which think makes you guys sense. could have kept both.
0: No. And I'm happy we picked Kendricks over yeah, Barr. Yeah, Barr's an asshole. Is he? I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. He is. I'm not. I'm not that surprised. He's a California guy, which I guess so is Kendrick's. But yeah, they both. Just, they both just... come from UCLA. Yep, Kendrick <laughs> uh, Barr was drafted in 14 out of UCLA, and Kendrick's was drafted in 15 out of UCLA. But you can kind of just tell when you watch Bar that he's got that like high and mighty attitude to him. And uh, speaking of high and mighty, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson has recently <laughs> been taken off of the COVID reserve list this past wednesday after testing positive for covid the week before and missing the entire week you probably didn't even hear this news because everyone was too busy shitting on the minnesota vikings (laughs) for kellen Mond testing positive and cousins being out because he's unvaccinated guess who else is unvaccinated lamar jackson well i mean that's
1: not Lamar's fault. I don't blame Lamar. What is with the Vikings, though? I exactly. mean, why, why do they? Yeah. They are Did the you? lowest vaccine rate of all the teams in the NFL. 90% of the NFL is vaccinated. 9% of it is the Vikings.
0: 1% is Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that right there. <laughs> that joke is why you didn't know Lamar Jackson had COVID. Because everyone was too busy burning the Vikings and, at a cross. And then, and then when realize. they talked to
1: Cousins, he was like, I'm not going to get vaccinated. But we did get a bigger QB room because the main focus is not becoming a close contact. Exactly. exactly. Oh, Kirk, you just shouldn't have said anything because it I don't just know. reignited the fire of being like,
0: really? That's the biggest concern. You know, those people as, like. It's probably bias as a Vikings fan that it annoys me so much, but it's just so stupid to me. That this elite NFL quarterback, I don't think is elite, but a lot of other people do, think didn't even know he had COVID or didn't talk about it at all. Just because another quarterback who's not even thought of as elite around the league got a close contact. But just because one said out loud that he's not getting vaccinated and didn't, he got totally railed mm-hmm. on even though the other guy wasn't unvaccinated either and, and they it's asked just Lamar. insane to me
1: it's they just asked Lamar to they said you're gonna get vaccinated now and he said we'll see and they dropped it so that's what Cousins should have said I think Cousins
0: just said too much yeah and, and like I, I I gotta stop because I I don't want to get political I don't want to make this an opinionated show and you probably already kind of picked it up but the last thing I'm gonna say about it is Cousins made his decision He realized his mistakes, and he's doing what he can, that he can still have his decision be there while still protecting himself and and others. And I think that's fine. I hope that people can just respect him and let this This, blow over. That's the
1: thing is that this is America. And yes, I'm not saying he he shouldn't purposely go out and put others in danger, but as long as he's still doing and okay with taking all the precautions right up until vaccination he's doing everything and i think that's fine i got vaccinated so i could quit doing those precautions so i could quit being six feet and having to wear masks and all this you know because i did those it's like well now i'm vaccinated as things change but as of right (laughs) now you know i don't have to worry about that so if he's okay with being six feet from everyone and wearing masks all the power to him if he doesn't want to get vaccinated then You know? Yeah,
0: stupid stupid Delta. People
1: choose to get the flu shot,
0: and there's different flu variants that come out. Stupid Delta Airlines got jealous of Corona Beer having their own. So So they they had to go make their own. They said, we got to make our own variant. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Outside of COVID, back to the Minnesota Vikings training camps, one of the bigger stories to come out of the Vikings training camp this week is the fact that we are now using 2020 fourth round pick I believe it is and someone who we just picked up Stephen Weatherly uh fourth round pick being DJ Wanham I forgot to say that as stand-up linebackers and even sometimes dropping them back in coverage running almost more of a 3-4 type look and I love that because DJ Wanham our last year's fourth round pick did that a lot in South Carolina where he played Stephen Weatherly did it a little bit in 2017 and 18 when he was with the Vikings so Going hybrid. I know. If we can mix that in, I think we should stick to a base 4-3. Like well, yeah, it's been working for so are, long. Are, are, we're are, used to that. But in a situational drills, if we're looking to just switch our defense up at all, if we think it's going to work better against the offensive stereotype we're going against, I love that we can do that.
1: And all your players that you have drafted on defense were built, or drafted or, or signed whatever with a yeah. 4-3 in mind.
0: Yeah, Patrick Jones, a third-round pick that we had from just this prior draft, twenty twenty-one, is a perfect like three-four Cameron Hayward-type right. defensive end, where he's just so technically sound that he's not going to rush the quarterback great, mm-hmm. but he's can get to the quarterback. He can stop the run. He can protect the. Uh, he can contain well. So it, it'll it's be funny fun to how.
1: See. I mean, you see all these you know draft shows and these analysts. Drafting and grading players, and then you get these players that get drafted way higher than they thought they would, and it's all based on style, play style, and coaching strategy. Because just because maybe this player A is more talented, player B
0: fits your system better. A big example of that that I can think of off the top of my head: we drafted Kenan Nuangu out of Iowa State in the fourth round, and he was projected to go undrafted this year. But he just fits our run style and our outside zone style so perfectly right. well does that one thing we just wanted to make sure we got this, him.
1: Where maybe yeah, was he played the end inside? Kenai Nuwangu is yeah. our running back
0: out of Iowa State. The guy oh. we drafted in oh, the that fourth I round on defense.
1: Right, no, sorry, right, right, I was just back. I
0: was giving an example for your the the you were saying. Yeah. Right.
1: So right. So he may do something that in your offense is like that's exactly what we're looking for. Yep. He does this one thing. That we're looking for in our offense get him before someone else does even though yeah maybe talent wise he won't be the all-around running back but because he does the perfect perfectly does what you want him to do in your system that's that's great value
0: yep two quick more little notes about the vikings training camp is as i said with dj wanham playing that stand-up linebacker after only doing it for about a week in the viking system during the training camp he had a perfectly covered pick six on a quick out route i think it was against browning so it wasn't against cousins but he perfectly read the quarterback's eyes he perfectly got the pick and he took it back all the way for a pick six after only doing it for like a week in that system so that's really good to see that he's picking up well and final note kj osborne is still a beast Justin Jefferson is still absent from practice from the injury, but a lot of people are saying he's day-to-day and will probably be back within this week. But until then, KJ Osborne has taken all the wide receiver two reps opposite of Thielen filling in for Jefferson.
1: I've noticed that, uh, well, I, I noticed this on that video the of Jefferson getting hurt. Yeah. Osborne was on the field.
0: Oh, he's been doing
1: most of the wide receiver three reps with first team. He was on the field, and that was all. that was a first team practice run. Yep. I saw it. I, I, was, I know it's a little tidbit, like, wait, I see 18 there. He, yep. He was coming over to, he, during the end of the video, he starts walking towards JJ kind of check on him. But it's like, huh, he was yeah, on, in he on that been, play there. He so has been
0: balling out this he's camp. Definitely, I cannot wait to he's see He's at least
1: practicing with the ones.
0: Yep. So. Oh, and the last little tidbit to add to that, after Jefferson got hurt and Osborne moved up to wide receiver two. Who moved to wide receiver three? But Emir Smith marset the rookie out of Iowa this year, a guy D&D. who I think is going to be a huge playmaker. So that was interesting to see as well. Did he done anything? He is still training. He's still hurt, whatever from his torn ACL oh, that's last season. Right. He was, yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah, we he hasn't even so. really gotten any reps. So past the Vikings camp, how has the Packers camp been looking?
1: I just accidentally closed
0: it. Wow, that's really interesting. That's a lot of good stuff I closed. happening. I know, I just
1: I went to open up my, my note page and actually closed it.
0: <laughs> wow, that's really that's crazy. <laughs> no. What do you yeah. think about that? Yeah. <laughs> no, that, was, that
1: was bad there. That was that was real bad. <laughs> so from the Packers camp, the biggest thing to come out so far is that they've had Eric Stokes lining up against Devontae Adams. All the time, every all the one reps Stokes is lining up against Devontae. and Devontae has won almost every battle. There's a couple. Wait, hey, you has got in. you got to train against but the best yeah, to be the best. I just so. wanted to shoot his confidence, where he's like, God, "Can I even do anything?" Well, hopefully, he's got to understand. But but what, right right right. I just and and he's got the the first few days he just got owned. Oh, yeah And he's already started He got a couple of pass breakups Got a pick in the end zone On one So he's He's
0: getting better uh, And then <laughs> so If he, it, if he can shore up his coverage With his athletic ability He will be a beast
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah I even have noted
1: here Devontae won most of the matchups Especially early in camp uh, And then the other thing is that uh, A practice squad wide receiver We had all last year Jawan Winfrey uh, he was a rookie out of Colorado, the Buffaloes. Uh, undrafted, he bounced around, and he ended up he ended the season on our training or on our practice squad. But apparently, he has just been balling out, according to the reporters. There, he has not dropped a pass all practice. That's he's impressive. making it very hard because we have a number of other wide receivers, like we. not have the most talented wide receiver room but we do have a deep you got a lot there's a lot of guys and they're making it very hard to find out who to keep uh and he or he's making it very hard to find out who to keep because he's just has done so well he's made one-handed catches he's made tough diving catches over the middle i guess rogers has (laughs) he's gained rogers trust already rogers said that that he that he's or he hasn't said that, but the way that they've he's thrown to him has given that sign that he trusts him. Rodgers is one of those players where he's not going to get you involved if he doesn't think he can do it. Uh, the other thing he does is that he plays Gunner on special teams. And I've heard that that has given him the basically the leg up for that last wide receiver spot.
0: Yep, the Vikings and, have a guy just like that. Dan Chacina.
1: Special teams. It'll get you a spot. It'll get you a spot. It will. And it looks like, boy, they said, you know, if if cuts had to be made today, uh, there's a number of of beat writers that have Winfrey as the last wide receiver over Equinemius and Devin Funchess, Reggie Bagleton. What I want to see,
0: Equinemius get cut. And, go to and the go Lions to, go to Detroit and play, to play with his, his brother, brother Amon Ra against the Packers and have a huge revenge game, mm-hmm. one of the two games. I know. That'd be will. cool to That'd see. That'd be the
1: one game where he goes, has 200 yards, two touchdowns, because everybody likes from
0: go Jared back, Goff. go
1: back to the Packers and play against them and play good for some reason. I don't know what we do to our players it piss them off like Adrian that. Adrian
0: Peterson woke up every day of his life knowing that he has to train for the Packers. Yeah, apparently the Packers cut him. <laughs> long ago and <laughs> he wrote he wrote a letter to the packers as a kid and they never responded back and from that day on he said i vow to drop 200 yards on you guys every time we play. <laughs> and, he, and he pretty much did god that guy he doesn't get 200 yards against us anymore but and he always sneaks in a always touchdown. gets touchdown against us he can be older than Brady pushing fifty and I think he could come out and drop a touchdown on you guys. He's the
1: only he might be the only player I'd be afraid of at fifty. Him and Barry Sanders. Are the only two players that I would be like, I don't wanna play them. I know they're fifty five, but I'd be afraid of Favre at fifty, dude. He runs he runs Ironmans now. Mm-hmm. He's insane. Mm-hmm. But I'm not afraid of Favre. I think if Favre came back it'd be for Green Bay be for minnesota yeah he would decide he wanted that super bowl (laughs) he'll
0: finish his unfinished business yeah (laughs) he'd he'd wait until sean payton retired and then he'd come back you can't wait until sean payton
1: retires you gotta come back and defeat sean payton yeah
0: we're pretty good at beating the saints in the playoffs why
1: the the karma and the juju
0: the curse the headhunting curse football
1: gods are real it's the only god i believe in really they are it's insane dude (laughs)
0: The football gods, <laughs> it's like an unmatched force, bro. It's insane. I don't know
1: what they are. I don't know. In fact, all the sports have gods because I realized uh, last week, well, during when we went and, and got Rodgers to Green Bay, yeah, that I asked the football gods to make a deal with the baseball gods. And in response, the Packers got Rodgers back and is happy, but I had to trade away... My 2016 World Series Cubs team. Yeah, Callum is a Cubs fan. And that same week, we traded Rizzo, Baez, and Brian. The three pillars who helped us to that 2016 World Series. (laughs) So, as this is happening, like, this was all happening all in one day. So, it was a very emotional ride for me. Because Rodgers is back, things seem good in Green Bay, and then I'm losing my baseball team. I could just think of that meme of Thanos and the Avengers, when they're like, and it's like, did we get the Soul Stone? And then, they, and and then like, what did yeah, it cost? And what yeah. did it cost? Everything. <laughs> so the picture is, the first picture is me asking, is Rogers back in Green Bay? Is he happy? And then it's the Thanos picture with the Packers logo, and it says, yes, Rogers is here and happy. And then I ask, what well, what did it cost? And then it switches to the Cubs logo on Thanos and it's him just going everything (laughs) that's that's how i felt that day that's That's about how it went that's okay though we got we didn't have to trade 2016 we'll always have it i'll always have it i got a world series replica ring not the real one a replica ring so hey i collect i collect my rings yeah. Yep. I got I got the replica 2010 ring and I got a replica 2016 World Series ring. Yeah. I so collect... I'm hoping to get a 2021 Super Bowl ring. I collect all the Vikings rings. Uh, you collect. You have to collect their cards.
0: Yeah, I collect their cards because I can't collect any rings. <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got title belts though. You're the fantasy fan. Oh yeah, champ. we bought a
0: fantasy football yep, title, title our, belt. It's we already got a in my belt. room. Yep.
1: And Bubba was last year's champion, so... About to, be re- about to be a repeat. He is the technically reigning, defending, undisputed champion, so he gets to hold the belt for this season
0: Hell until
1: yeah. I take it back. And it feels good. I bet. So Is it that, was, is that all... Cool. I wore it around for a while. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, tainted. you tainted it. <laughs> I did. I, had, I just had it around. I don't know. It's just, it just gives you... You feel powerful with it's that. It's a nice boost it's a, of confidence. It's a real... It's not like a... Toy belt. This thing is real leather. It's with, sturdy. with gold plates, not like twenty but yeah. gold, you know, metal it's plates. Metal plates. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's it's heavy. It's it's cool. It's awesome. Is that everything from the Packers front?
1: Uh that let's see, we got Jawan Renfrey Uh we've been moving our linebackers around. Uh Preston Smith has been um who played more pass coverage last year and didn't do so hot, kinda had a down year. Well, we have Put him now in more in specific pass rushing roles and move Kamal Martin, our in, starting inside linebacker last year, rookie fourth round pick, to outside linebacker for pass coverage. Because when he was at Minnesota, the Gophers, he was a coverage inside linebacker. Hmm. So his specialty is coverage, pass coverage as a linebacker. So we're putting him at that outside linebacker spot to play pass coverage on passing downs. And our starting inside linebackers, are Kamal Martin, our undrafted, or not Kamal Martin, that's the... Yeah, you just yeah. say Kamal Chris Barnes, that's the, uh, in, our starting inside linebacker who I was saying that we had because it's such a... He, he was undrafted last year, but he started for us. He slipped under the radar due to all the COVID stuff. No films were on him. We discovered him on a just a scouting run and we were like, whoa, this guy is, he fits our system perfectly. In our defensive system, the inside linebacker is probably the smallest gear, the smallest cog in in the whole the whole running system. Yeah. So that's why we don't like 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 we were talking earlier, we had the chance to draft Patrick Queen last year, who's a very good inside linebacker, but we don't need that superstar inside linebacker. We need somebody who is just smart and aware and can tackle. And we found that in Chris Barnes, and he's been our starting inside linebacker, and that's why we designed Devondre Campbell to also be the second inside linebacker because we run a 3-4, which is two inside linebackers and two outside linebackers slash edge guys. Standing edge rushers, yeah. So that's why they're the two starting inside guys, and now we've got pretty much Preston Smith and Kamal Martin running a platoon at the other outside linebacker spot. As depending on whether it's a pass rushing down or a pass coverage down and then you got Zadarius Smith who can play inside at defensive tackle or the edge run or outside linebacker and Rashawn Gary also so there's actually a a defensive formation we have we have all those guys on the field we have Z inside Gary and Smith on the edge Campbell and 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 Barnes in the middle, and then still uh, Kamal Martin to p- to cover running backs and lineback- or tight ends. So, but that's pretty much our whole starting linebackers out on the so field at Six
0: linebacker set. Yes,
1: we're running a six linebacker set because we put Z in the middle to play like a like defensive tackle, not the nose. The it almost becomes a, a three four that becomes a four three. Because we put Z lined up next to Kenny Clark. Yeah. That's. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how well that's actually going to work out. I know. That'll be a question. I and I, I take be... that back. I said Devondre. It's a five linebacker system. Oh, okay. Barnes is the middle linebacker. In okay.
0: I was going to say because then. Devondre
1: what? doesn't. Devondre is out. Devondre I was gonna say, is out. So that. what?
0: Jury and. uh. Yeah, no. I'm I, guessing I, Stokes I, are just yeah, on I, an I island at that many point guys. then? Yep.
1: Yeah, Devondre's out of that. You got Kamal and. And Rashawn Gary as the outside guys, and then Preston as the other edge guy.
0: Hmm. So that makes a little more sense. That'll be that'll be interesting to see. I wonder how well mm-hmm. that will work for him. We'll see. I,
1: it's it's exotic. Yep. Uh Roger said it's that the defenses we've been running is something that he's never seen in the NFL before. So, and I don't know if that's real, if that's just talk, but
0: he's never said that before. So. Yeah. Well, that'll be that'll be something to keep yeah, an eye on to see how many the times they run that set. So, there's some news off of the camp forefronts from both mm-hmm. of our camps. In some other news from the past week, the Vikings have released cornerback Jeff Gladney. Uh, this is, seemed to be pretty big news when it first happened, which makes sense. But I put it in the in other news because it's just not We've that known surprising. we been happening yeah. going to happen for a long time. He was indicted on domestic abuse charges last like that, Monday, I believe. You guys must have kept that under wraps or wasn't covered? Because it seemed like a lot of people didn't there was, know about it. There was at one point when I thought, when he was advertising his kids camp and stuff, when I thought maybe something was going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. But yeah, they probably just I,
1: let him do that, like... It was like already scheduled kind of thing. Yeah, when I and they probably just like when ahead. I read it and I saw it was the tweet for community service. <laughs> he, was, he was preemptively just doing community service. <laughs>
0: I, I bet, I bet that is exactly what it was for. I totally never even thought like, about no, that. Like no, I got I'm I'm banked three hours. Like yeah. come on, <laughs> come on, man. I'm doing it for the kids for the community. But yeah, when I read that and saw the tweets, I just I wasn't that surprised that's unfortunate i mean he brought it upon
1: himself but
0: yeah and she had a, he was young he had promise but sometimes bad decisions are more well, than promise. you know go get things figured out and come back he's young he yeah has enough that's time that to is get, a good point of get being things young. figured
1: out and come back and maybe not minnesota but Somewhere. hopefully he can just straighten his life out
0: yeah that's really what he should you know, focus on first yeah Right, And then the Las Vegas Raiders signed defensive tackle Daryl McCoy, who I'm not sure who he's been with the past few years. The person I remember him with last is the Buccaneers.
1: And then he went to Dallas last year. Oh, he went to
0: Dallas. tore his
1: triceps and they cut him. It was a bad deal. Yeah. Because they signed him. He was going to be their starter. He tore his tricep muscle within like the first week and they were like, oh, you're out. And he was like, WTF. Like you're just gonna just hang me out to dry like that because now I'm not
0: kind of like a Jawan James situation a little in bit yeah but it was
1: obviously not yeah at the time it was actually covered pretty big because the union got involved and in all that yeah so we'll just see he was he's a good player we'll see how he definitely how he a little he, uh, older but he's yeah. always
0: been able to prove himself and I'm pretty sure they run a four three so they'll definitely need some of that depth and for the Raiders I. Just
1: think they do. I'm not positive, but I think they do. They got do a crap ton of theory. defensive
0: ends I can think of, and I can't think of any of their D-tackles. So, but moving from Las Vegas to New York, Joe Looney, who is an offensive lineman, Todd Davis, who is a linebacker, and Zach Fulton, who is another offensive lineman, all retire from the New York Giants all within weeks of signing with the team. Days. Days of the Ful- signing with the Fulton
1: team. Fulton signed in the offseason.
0: Oh, so he was a couple of So he of was... He, well... well yeah,
1: a couple months. He signed during like yeah, the free whatever. agency period, but Looney and Davis had just signed and then retired within four days. Yeah, and then Looney, or uh, then Fulton, shortly after that. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on over there in the Giant side of the of the Meadowland. It yeah. all
0: happened during right after the fight, the, the big brawl the, they the had, brawl, so... which
1: apparently there's no video of,
0: which sucks. Yeah, if you're going to have a full team brawl including the quarterback, you got to have some video of that. That's, People want to see that. Yeah. They were like burn all
1: of that. They probably were. Because if
0: they see Daniel Jones on the bottom of that, yeah, you know, she's going to give giant fans heart attacks. But it'll be interesting to see how that team continues to go on. I think it's pretty much just a Joe Judge isn't even exactly like a mean coach or a stuck-up coach, but I think he's just one of those coaches who it's my way or the highway. I have this vision. I mm-hmm. want you guys to see this vision with all right. me. And so. that's kind of the Patriot.
1: Belichick, come from Belichick, you know. Yeah. It's kind of how he is. If if you're not all in on what we're doing, you're out of here. So, and, you know, they said he was a really good hire last year because he was kind of a dark horse candidate. Yeah. And apparently the he was going to go and be the Dallas coach, but the Giants brought him in and immediately were like, we're not letting him out of the building. Yeah. Because I think they knew Dallas was going to and then they had to kind of scurry and hmm. hire Mike McCarthy. So yeah, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how that team so plays it's, out. So it's it's crazy that he went from being like one of the like hottest candidates to now being like is this guy even functional as a head coach because
0: he's making guys retire? Like does he have control of his team? I feel like that's on the players just as much as it's on the coach. But like I said, it'll be interesting to see how that team goes. Right, you gotta know what you're getting into when you sign, so... Finally, in what I would consider some sad news for the Vikings, because I literally thought there was a chance we could get him and really wanted him, Xavier Howard and the Miami Dolphins have agreed to terms on a contract rework that will keep Howard with the team and happy. So... I mean, it's it's a little bittersweet because it's good to see him stay with his team, but I also would have really liked him on my team. So. And then, it's all so now that that's done, the other
1: Florida team, Jacksonville, has offered up C.J. Henderson yes. as available for trade, which I don't know why the Jaguars just keep drafting corners to get rid of them, like they're some sort of college pipeline. <laughs> um, I they're mean, a JUCO I, school. <laughs> right, they're a JUCO school. They're a JUCO NFL team. I mean, it's it. I the only thing I could see is it, it, it was a different regime. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it, it it was a last last year, but yeah. so different ownership or different front office, different coach, just doesn't fit their system anymore. I, I don't know, maybe not. I don't know, but that is quite a talent to be available for trade, especially
0: coming into his second year. Yeah, I only a so. second year. You don't see that. I mean, ever. Yeah. So ever maybe i'm jumping ship from howard and on the henderson ship too fast but with how many one year corners we have signed in minnesota right now i would not mind you know, pursuing true. cj you, henderson you at saying all that
1: and it's like why do you you guys got 20 corners well like you said most of them are on one-year deals
0: so. three of our top corners right now on our depth are pat pete rashad breland and mckenzie alexander who are all three on one-year deals right now so <laughs> no, that's, that makes a little more sense to try to get another young one. So we need one more young guy or to draft somebody next year. Yeah. Of course, now with Gladney gone. So, that's all the updates for this week. We, oh, h- But wait! There's more? There's more! We
1: have the updates from last week's episode. Oh, of- yes, yes, yes. So, if you recall from last week, during the show, we had gotten a bit of a news thing that we couldn't confirm... That Daniel Carlson had retired, the Raiders kicker, and pretty much during the show while we were re- recording, I'm, I was trying to kind of dive and dig to see how true that was, and we said that we'd give it find out and give an update. Well, he did not retire; he had COVID, and again, no one really talked about that. Someone thought he got released. He went or on retired. The he went on the reserve reserve list, list which, so apparently. If your kicker gets COVID, that doesn't matter. If Lamar Jackson gets COVID, that doesn't matter. But if Kirk Cousins is the close contact or anyone on the Vikings gets COVID, the Vikings should shut down as an organization. The Vikings, yes, just need to just fold as an organization and let the NFL be. (laughs) (laughs) Also, one other update. Speaking of the Vikings, last week during the episode, we were trying to. I thought that Dakota Dozier was the, the offensive lineman you guys traded. And I was trying to figure out who that was because it was bugging me. The player I was thinking of was Pat Elfline. Pat Elfline was traded to the Jets mid-season last year, and I believe he's on the Panthers now.
0: Yep, we drafted him as a center in either 2016 or 17, moved him to guard, and and then very quickly gave up and drafted Bradbury in 2018.
1: So it seemed like he was just—he's just a kind of a rotational piece that you guys wanted to be a starter and wasn't gonna be, and so he just got what he could out of him. But just a couple of updates and corrections from last week that wanted to get
0: wanted to get in there. Yep. So those were the updates from this week and last week mm-hmm. then. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening, and we hope to see you again next Tuesday. But until mm-hmm. then. Do not forget to eat the W's.